millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Apsock for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest, ranking things in Star Wars. I think you understand what that means. With me returning to the show today from the Meaning of Podcast, from Casterly Talk, uh, where we talk Game of Thrones, uh, this is Andres Cabrera. Ace, welcome back to the show. Yes, I am here. You made it back. Back to talk Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. All right, this is great. Love it. Love having you on Ranked. I love having you on the show. 
any any way we can get you on Four Centers uh, is a value to us here. You and I and Emma Five got the chance to do uh, Collider mm-hmm. Jedi Council for a scant few weeks. Yep. Few weeks, a good few weeks, good, a great few weeks, and I felt the world was robbed of your Star Wars insight on a weekly basis. So, uh, whenever I can grab you in for Star Wars Ranked, we do it. And recently on Star Wars Ranked, we did an episode about prequel quotes. Ooh. Right? Yes, we you did. You are a child of the prequels. I am. That was your first experience with Star Wars, and and uh, I I think that's a great perspective. We always talk about that. And uh, you, I always to to you or Billy Patterson, Van William, any other kind of regular returning guest here on Star Wars Ranked. I always say, hey, you have anything on your heart that you want to, and I, you know, heart or mind, but heart first that you want to rank in Star Wars. And you were like, well, how about sequel quotes? Yeah. And that's what we're doing today. The yeah. best quotes. From the sequel trilogy. Why did you choose this? Other than just want to keep this going? I mean, I, I, part of me was thinking like last time we did prequel quotes. Right. And now why don't we do sequel quotes as far as simple the as that trilogy right? of a Skywalker. But at the same time, I, I really want to do something centered around the sequel trilogy since it's at the top of everyone's head, yeah. mind, hearts, whatever. People are looking back at it. People are kind of reminiscing over it. The fact that it's now officially over. Done. I thought the best way to celebrate it would be why not do the best quotes, which I I love quotes. I think it's one of the best parts of any form of movie or media. Absolutely. Um, And Star Wars quotes are the most legendary quotes in all. Absolutely. So uh, Young Guns quotes from the movies, Young Guns, Young Guns 2, How I Live My Life. You know? There you go. Star Wars might have a little more. Well, no, no, I'm done. Those are deep movies. But um, Star Wars... It's it's built on this. Yes. May the force be with you, mm. uh, Luke. I I think I need to tell you you're my father. Right? Mm. Is that the one? No, no not quite. Uh, do or do not. Do or do not. Here, yeah, there you there go. There's no one. Try. <laughs> so that's what we're doing here today, and it was great. It it, it forces me to kind of go back. Mm-hmm. So I uh, watched Force Awakens the other day. Watched parts of the Last Jedi. I mm-hmm. don't own Rise of Skywalker on home video yet. You know, I uh, need that VHS copy mm-hmm. of the Rise of Skywalker, but a lot of it's in my memory right now too. So. This is really interesting, and, and, and not to reveal the list yet, but to, to really hone in on what moves you and what gets you going with the quotes. And to be clear, this is sequel film 789, not the sequel era. So Solo, Rogue One, which could have their own quote list, not here, uh, not reflected, not Mandalorian, any of those kind of things. Seven, eight, and nine. Uh, it, it's part of the fun, right, Ace? To go, like, hey, what is really moving me? Yes. And, and I, I went back. I mean, t- if I'm being real already up front, I can tell you rewatching Last Jedi. I was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to, you know, make this down to five? Because we have to do five. I could do five off just the Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, so it, it's tough to say the least. And, and again, going back to Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. something that you said as well, kind of reaching back into my memory, remembering exactly what was said yeah but i saw it enough times to where where i feel like i'm pretty sure i know yeah, yeah. that right, this was said right skywalker i had an idea i had to kind of bring up some some articles mm-hmm. like what wait what was the exact quote and i think screen rant and and i'm very rare that i would praise screen rant i don't think they do great work all the time these these days um they had a good kind of hey here's some great quotes from the movie mm-hmm. and there was a website that just had like dialogue. <laughs> like someone just was writing it down. I was like, oh, okay, that's right. Well, IMDb has a few dialogue. IMDb, yeah. IMDb and I actually got it. some from there. there. Go. That's for, more for Rise of Skywalker. So. so, without further ado, this is the Star Wars Ranked, the 75th episode of Star Wars Ranked. This is the best quotes of the sequel trilogy. 
Andres Cabrera, we're going to start with your number five. Ooh, my number five. Okay, first yeah. thing I want to say, mm-hmm. this was hard. Yes. I had to cut a lot of amazing and we'll, quotes. And we'll toss some honorable and we'll, mentions in there. And we'll toss there. them yeah, out yeah. In, in honorable mentions yeah. where I have quite a few. There are fun quotes. There are memorable quotes. There are meme quotes, which I got to give a shout out meme, to meme. You meme, love those memes? Meme quotes are real, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, but I wanted to do what I consider to be the best quotes. Okay. The quotes that will stick in your memory, that sticks in your heart. Okay. And my number five is from The Last Jedi. And it's from a character called Snoke. And this is one of my favorite scenes and moments in all of Star Wars. Okay. And it's the quote where he says to Kylo in the throne room scene where Ray is standing right in front of him, Mm -hmm. telling him to strike her down. And he says, my worthy apprentice, son of darkness, heir apparent to Lord Vader, where there was conflict, I now sense resolve. Where there was weakness, strength, Complete your training and fulfill your destiny. Destiny. I love that quote. And it's so hard yeah. for me not to do it in a Snoke I voice. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Son of darkness. Son of darkness. Eyebrows yeah. popping up everywhere. Eyebrow hair everywhere. This is a, this is a this is a curveball to me. I, it's a, and I it's love the longest quote I have on the it, it, so to, to be yeah. fair, it's very long. This is what you're gonna have tattooed on your back. <laughs> Probably. Yes. <laughs> Um, what draws you to this is I love this. This is great. I, I think it's one of those moments where rewatching the last Jedi and, and I, I rewatched a few of the prequels last week as well. Um, as you, as you should, and as, as you I do. should. Yeah. It's one of those things where people, people forget that part of what makes star Wars, star Wars. And this was my argument a mm-hmm. lot with the rise of Skywalker is the cinematic almost kind of over the top theatrical nature of star Wars ever since the first one, uh, all the way to return of the Jedi to revenge of the Sith to attack of the clones. Like it's last Jedi is also very theatrical. Like I almost feel like you can do this on a stage where you have this old British actor being playing Snoke and being like my worthy apprentice, son of darkness. Like it's a very theatrical old English Shakespearean kind of, quote that yeah. I really cater to that has this very cinematic theatrical play mm-hmm. of like this all knowing evil dark Lord right. proclaiming to his young apprentice to embrace the darkness yeah. and fulfill his destiny. I just think it's a beautiful, well-written and, theatrical and moment. Seconds before his death. And yeah, I can see this on stage. I can yeah. totally, you know, there's those, um, Star Wars, those Shakespearean Star Wars versions of the scripts. Uh, in fact, I, I need, I think I need Last Jedi when they do Rise of Skywalker. I'll complete the set. I have the prequel ones, the original trilogy, all done in Shakespeare. I studied Shakespeare for one year in high school and was in a Shakespeare play. That's it. Then my relationship w- uh, with Shakespeare ended until Shakespeare in Love. Um, but I, I like what you're saying here. Yeah. This isn't, uh, you know, there isn't uh, uh, written in Shakespeare style, of course, but just the over the talk, top. Not just cinematic, but theatrical, like you yeah. said, going looking at Peter Cushing in A New Hope. That that is someone who's like, oh, you want an old uh, a, a, a movie monster kind of guy? You got Vader. I'll be I'll be Doctor Frank. Got it. Deliver it. George comes along and says, oh yeah, some of the acting in the prequels. I, I kind of wanted it to be this way. And you might say, oh George, did you really want that to be this way? Some of it is stifled and doesn't necessarily work. I can get that, but I always go to Palpatine on power, unlimited power. And he's like a little more over the top. It it works for me. It should be. 
Yeah, it should be. It should be. And it ties in with Snowcare. Yeah, and I think it's a great moment for Kylo, too, because so much of this movie is centered around Kylo. And if I'm being yep. real, I had like 10 Kylo quotes from this movie. Okay, we'll do that um, episode down the line. Exactly. But, but it's one of those moments where Kylo is coming to terms with who he is just as much as Rey is. Yeah. Again, we see this dual kind of journey mm-hmm. that they're both going on. And this is kind of one side of what could be of Kylo. And he almost does fulfill this quote in that very moment yeah. with the action of killing Snoke. Yeah. When he says, you know, son of darkness, you find strength. There mm-hmm. is weakness. Now I see strength, complete your training and fulfill yep. your destiny. He almost does that when he kills Snoke instead of killing Ray. So it's almost yeah. like he's embracing what Snoke is saying to him by oh, totally. killing him. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and he's like, you're right. I am the son of darkness and heir apparent to Lord Vader. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. I keep saying this, that whole throne room scene is, <laughs> it's is so good. It's about Kylo becoming Kylo. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to be, and he's going to, he's going to be haunted. We see now what happens to him. But in that moment, he's like, I'm not going to be what other people want me to be. Uh, they take off the, take off the mask, take off the silly mask. My father wants me to, I'm going to be who I want to be yeah. good or bad. So he's answering that call in that moment. There's bigger things at play. It leads to a different destiny, butterfly effect going on there. But I, I love that. Yeah. That's a great start. Thanks man. We're starting off strong and we're going to go to my number five and we're going to the force awakens. I have written about this quote. I love this quote. I've said this quote often here on force center. I even try to do it in a, in a Ray voice that I can't, but I go back to the force awakens when Ray says, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. I love this one because star Wars is this modern myth. Star Wars is to us what it now is to Ray, <laughs> a fable, a myth, not real, right? It can't be real. We know it's not. It's a story written by a man in a flannel, but out there, the fact that in this episode seven, what were we going to get? We see, Jakku, which is the, the the graveyard of giants, it is literally the shadows of the war that came before. You know, Joseph and I always talk about the, the, this movie is very much about a generation moving on or move or dealing with the stuff that came before, um, which is uh, has, has resonates now for audiences. And so, for her to at this point to be like, "Oh, I've heard that name. It's not real," and the way she delivers it, I just think. I'm like John Williams, just, you know, fell for Ray and this protective for me, just like this, come here. I want to, I know I just want to protect you from this horrible galaxy. I know you're capable of doing it yourself, but I just, you, you, you're so pure, like you're scavenging by yourself. Like I just, he just drawn to you. And John Williams says, that's why he came back to make Star Wars music was Ray. And he didn't never wanted any other music uh, to be written for Ray. That wasn't from his mind and his heart. And I think Daisy Ridley in the openings, uh, opening bits of the movie just nails those moments over and over and over again. And this is my favorite. This is my favorite. one. It's incredible. And I got to kind of go off that and say to you, this might be the moment that really showed me Daisy Ridley as an actress. Mm, and I yeah. know that's saying a lot. That's great. And I no. might be reaching, but I really do feel the moment where mm-hmm. Finn says right before this, yeah. apparently he's carrying a map to Luke Skywalker. Right. It's her, it, the, that line is said with the camera on Daisy's face. Yeah. We don't cut to Finn in that moment. So we mm-hmm. just see her reaction to the name Luke Skywalker. Right. And then he, she says, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. But her eyes, the way the eyes just shake yep. just a little bit yep. to where the shock of like, whoa, 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 the Luke Skywalker, yeah, the, the one that everyone talked about, that it was just like this story that everyone said, it's not real. It, he's real. Like her face is so genuinely yeah. 
surprised and shocked. That's such good acting. When such I, good acting. When I wrote that, I wrote about this scene in Why We Love Star Wars. And so in writing it, not only did I watch the scene over and over again, I'd freeze frame it. And and you could break down the emotions of, of Ray in like two or three parts. Not unlike Luke looking at the twin sons in A New Hope, where it's like, I'm dreaming. It's not for me. Yeah, it is. It, it, and she goes through that all in that moment. And then it sets, it's what it sets up, too, that has this great meaning. Because at that moment, when you hear it for the very first time in the theater, you're like, oh, that's it. Okay, so that's what that's the direction we're going. He's not around, clearly. Luke Skywalker has vanished, but people have heard about him, but they don't. And I love, I love dealing the way they deal with the heroes. Han, Luke, Leia, the myth of Vader, are dealt with. We don't know what's true or not. Even Chewie, I thought I thought Han Solo was uh, the war hero, the smuggler. Chewie's like, <laughs> I don't know. Little little A, little B. Then for it to set up the, the the Jedi steps, to set up at the end where where Rey finds herself not only in the middle of that myth, but before that myth, and it's real, and you're now the center of the story. That adds power to it, and it also just helps give some insight into where Luke Skywalker is in his brain. Yeah, and, and it also kind of plays a hand into the whole idea of jumping from trilogy to trilogy, right? Because yeah. we see A New Hope, and we watch it, and the way that the commanders and the admirals in the Empire, the Imperial commanders, react yeah. to Lord Vader and react to the Force. Yeah. And they almost see it as like the ancient ways oh, of the yeah. Force, right? I forget the exact quote. You, you, ancient sorcery. Ancient whatever. sorcery, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like ancient. The sorcerer's ways. This yeah. was like 20 years ago, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Ray and Luke because that was like 30 years ago. So mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. it hasn't been that long, but it's right. still like this whole like legend or myth. And the words they use is almost yeah. like this uh, story that's being told throughout time mm-hmm. that almost turns into a fairy tale yeah. where it's not real. And the, the fact that it is real is just so shocking to her. Yeah. It's incredible. It's and a great part movie. of it. So that's where I'm beginning. Luke Skywalker. I thought he was a myth, Ray in the force awakens, which means we're up to your number four. Ooh, my number four is also from the force awakens. Ooh. Um, I had to put a force awakens one in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few in there. That was actually one of mine, but you put it in. That was one of my honorable mentions, Great. but this is my one force awakens quote. Uh, and it's by Kylo Ren and he says it to Han Solo and it's a great moment. Uh-oh. It's uh, I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. It's that moment. And it comes back, Ken. And you know it comes comes back back in the the rest of Skywalker. And if I'm being real honest, I think that's why I put it in. It's because the way it comes back into Rise of Skywalker works so well. Yep. That I'm just like, oh, man, it's got to be in there. But it came first in The Force Awakens, so I have to give it to that. I love it. Oh my gosh. So to dive into that, it, it's, you know, uh, Scrimshaw, the day or two before we saw Rise of Skywalker, where we're recording our preview episode, says, you know, we'll never see The Force Awakens in The, in the Last Jedi again the same way. Mm. From this point on, it changes. The moment you see Rise of Skywalker, those movies, whether you love them, hate them, don't like episode nine, love episode nine, doesn't matter. You'll never see seven and eight the same way again. And it's like, it scared me in a good way. Like, oh my gosh. What could be recontextualized? And this is the scene. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment in Rise of Skywalker is Han coming back in that memory, which now makes the death more important than I ever thought it was when it happened. Because I was kind of infamously in my own little world 
not super happy with Han's death. Not the death was one thing. Like I knew that I pretty accepted that was going to happen, but I, I don't know. Just didn't have any weight to. I don't know. I whined. I whined. I whined. Now that moment saved the galaxy. Mm. Han saved the galaxy. Mm. His touch, his compassion saved the galaxy. And that moment to have it flipped later on. Oh, it's just so the powerful. way it's flipped is so good, right? Yeah. Because this is the moment where he becomes Kylo Ren. Mm. Mm. officially Kylo Ren. Yeah. And then at the Rise of Skywalker, how he officially becomes Ben Solo. Yeah. And it's that that it's the same line. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so well written. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I love it. I love how it comes back. Yeah. And it just turns it on his head where he's becoming one person mm. in one movie. And then his journey concludes with the same moment, the same scene, almost verbatim. Yeah. With Han Solo being there. And it turns into the opposite effect where he's turning to the light and he becomes Ben Solo. Th this not Kylo. Yeah, this list is is mostly the way we discuss here in Star Wars Rank for these type of topics is in story. We have, what, what do they mean? But we can't separate ourselves as, as listeners or viewers uh, and fans of Star Wars. You know, some some of the meanings bleed into areas outside the movies. Um, but I just got I, I, this line is a testament to me of just what they did succeed in Rise of Skywalker, uh, which is. You know, Terrio specifically, just kind of looking back and understanding the big themes and connecting. The, you know, just planned or not, I don't think JJ thought, number one, he didn't think he'd be directing episode nine. So for that moment to be in seven and to be used in this way in nine, it's just, it, it's a beautiful bookend and a, and a real big win for me. Yes. Testament to their understanding of the story. And, and it's just a glimpse of, of Adam Driver's incredible incredible oh, yeah, acting yeah, yeah, i mean the guy was almost won an oscar for crying yeah. out loud um yeah this, this past oscar awards yeah. uh he's incredible and in that moment from the force awakens and even more so in the rise of skywalker mm -hmm. when he's just breaking down oh yeah it's incredible it's incredible um great quote love it uh, maybe that one you can have tattooed on your back. I'm trying to see which one of these. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Ken, I yeah. might have all these tattooed That's on probably my back. Just a big. I, I, I'm honestly concerned. <laughs> I already have Game of Thrones stuff planned, so there I might go. as well throw Do in it. Star Wars. All right, that is a great number four. We're going to go to my number four from the Last Jedi, Mr. Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master himself. When he says, "No one is ever really gone," so I love this one because of what it means in story, and there's a lot that that. A lot that it means to it means a lot to Leia in that moment because she's pretty sure her son is gone, and I still think she's not necessarily wrong in that moment. But it's not for her. Uh, well, it's not for Luke to bring him back, and it, it's kind of you know we know where it goes. And then for, then it comes back again. The line the line is used in the trailer to be like, oh, the Emperor is back, everything. But this is a line that that when Star Wars works, you talked about Yoda stuff. Do or do or do not. There's no try. You can make the jokes. Yoda can be on um, a, a board in an office as an inspirational quote, right? Hey, team, we're going to need to sell more staplers today. Look at Yoda. He tells you what to do. Star Wars quotes, when they really, really hit and they, they bleed outside the movies into your lives, they, they provide comfort, guidance, inspiration, entertainment, all those things. I think this is the quote for the sequel trilogy that people gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. I've seen that a lot. I've had people write us for Center. Uh, to our email or, or, or DM us, just like, you know, I was dealing with loss. I was dealing with death. Luke says that. It's simple, it's direct, and it's powerful, and it moved me, and that's what Star Wars does. That's why I have to put it in there. Yeah, and it has so many layers to it, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's almost the idea of 
whether it's the memory of someone, whether it's their heart, mm. whether it's even, I, I know I might be thinking too much into it or reaching no. too much into it, but even like a slight reference to Han, right? Where yeah. it's like, if there's, Han's never really gone because he is also a part of, of Ben, of yeah. Ben Solo, of Kylo. Yeah, which and, he warns Ben, he warns Kylo. Yeah, and it's that idea mm. of like, mm. no one's really ever gone. And, it, and it's such a beautiful line and it's so well delivered to uh, between Mark and 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 um, Carrie, Carrie yeah, yeah, it's just, so just well acted and well done. It's probably the best moment between mm-hmm. them in general because we didn't get a lot with them, and that's a, that's a general complaint. And I understand it. I, I still sometimes find it surreal that we got an episode seven with all three of them, and they weren't in a scene together. What was that? But I I think I, I at the end of the day, I'm going to stand by the choice because it made some made the story interesting, and that's sometimes better than just making us satisfied. But I understand it. I understand it. And this is kind of the only moment we get with brother and sister together again. And it packs a punch. And this is the line that is built around. Yeah. So, so good. No one has ever really gone. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that one, maybe you don't tattoo, but you put it up uh, high on your, uh, paint a picture, put it on your wall, hang it on your wall. Inspirational. No one has ever really gone. Uh, which means we're up to your number three. Ooh, my number three. My number three is a, is a tough one because mm-hmm. the idea of this quote is, is mm-hmm. more what I wanted to give credit to, but I also yeah. wanted to give credit to who said it. And it's from the rise of Skywalker. Mm. Um, it's a thousand generations living new and living you now, but mm. this is your fight. I nice. said by Luke Skywalker to Ray. Yeah. This moment, this line, this quote, this idea is centered around the entire movie, right? The yeah. idea that everything the Jedi, in the trilogy, yeah, in the trilogy, everything the Jedi represented, everything the mm. Jedi did lives in you. The idea of uh, of passing on a legacy, uh, uh, good or bad, mm-hmm. the fact that you take up that mantle, the fact that you are the new generation. I've talked to you about mm-hmm. so much about how Star Wars, if, if you break down one theme in Star Wars, I always said it's about generations. It's yeah. a, Whether it's Darth Vader and his son Luke, whether yeah. it's Palpatine, uh, Emperor Palpatine, living his old ways and trying to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And this new generation is trying to resist against that or the rebels are trying to rebel against that. It's always about one generation looking back at another generation mm-hmm. and either correcting their mistakes or, or passing on that legacy. And that's mm-hmm. the most important thing that a, an older, wiser figure can do is pass yeah. on that, gen, that legacy and that generation. I've, I've, I talked about mm-hmm. this with my friend and I'm going to get real personal, mm-hmm. but even just a couple of weeks ago when, when Kobe Bryant passed away mm-hmm. and, and I talked to my friend about the importance of Kobe and I said, what, what I liked so much about Kobe was that he was so focused on the new generation mm. where he publicly admitted, my body can't go on. I can't play basketball forever. But what right. I can do is teach the new generation how to play basketball. Right. It's to give them my insight, my knowledge, my passion, my energy, my Mamba mentality, whatever mm. it is, my lessons that I can give on to this new generation. And he had the Mamba Academy mm-hmm. and he trained current NBA players who would go there every summer. Right. That was his legacy. It's passing it on to an ed- a new generation. Right. And that is so powerful. And the idea that all these Jedis mm-hmm. now live in you, you are that Jedi. You are that legacy is so yep. powerful. And if I got to be a cheater and I'm going to cheat a little bit, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's the same quote said in a different way. And I might even say an even more powerful way in an even mm. more powerful moment. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn. When yeah. he says, every Jedi who ever li- lived oh, yeah. lives in you. Yeah. When he says that to Ray in The Rise of Skywalker, yeah, yeah. in that Rise scene. I'm bawling during that. It, oh, me too. But it, yeah. but it's that moment where 
when I hear that line, I just immediately just start breaking down Mm -hmm. because it's that idea that these people lived so that you could live on and fight on. That's what they lived for. And it's so powerful. It's the culmination too of what I I think is part of this lesson of the sequel trilogy is the theme of, of you're in the shadow of the generation before you, uh, all those kind of things that keep coming back and forth and, and Ray herself, especially last Jedi, especially last Jedi of, of, we need help and almost reciting something that maybe less like here, here's a sheet of paper. If there's, you know, the rare times there's paper in star Wars, uh, memorize this thing to get Luke back. And I don't, maybe, maybe Leia didn't say that. Maybe one of her commanders would have said, you know, general Emot would have been like, uh, say this to Luke. And when she gets to Luke and last Jedi, it's like, um, Kylo Ren is bad and we need the first order is spreading and we need your help. And he's like, nah, because he knows in a way, even though he's going through his own struggles, he knows this, you, you need to do this, which is, which is why I keep going to his death. You, I say this all the time. I, I wrote about this. It, it's Luke Skywalker's death is, is needed because it is the Obi-Wan of the galaxy, not the story. Obi-Wan's death in New Hope is to teach Luke. It's, it's that hero's journey. I get that. But it's to teach Luke, you don't need me anymore. This is you. And you must learn about the loss. You must learn to overcome loss. And you must learn that you have the power. And you got the force and I'll be with you. But it's you. So the ga- not just Ray, the galaxy needs Luke Skywalker to step aside. And, you know, could he, he dies and it's sad and everything. But he knew that. They were going to keep, if it wasn't Ray, 50 other people would find me on this island and say, we need you to save us. And he's trying to tell you, you're going to save you. It's you. You're going to save you. I need to go. Every generation now lives in you. And that's why, to me, that is where that quote comes. And we use so well in the trailer. Oh, it's used great. So you, this, it sounds like it's my choice. It's your choice. It's your number three. And it's powerful. And it's moving me because that's what it's all but about. But it's how it concludes, right? It's, it's how the, less, the lesson ends with her. Literally, it, it, you know, the voices are there. Yeah. And again, I'm, I was bowling the oh, first time i yeah. saw it this is why i can't come if you don't like the movie god bless you let's hug and let's have a cheeseburger together we're gonna be best friends i don't care I, you know we'll find it but for me for me i'm crying i'm crying, I'm crying. and then, then the voice is hit and it's qui-gon's voice and followed by by yoda not to rise rise oh, right no. i'm bawling my eyes out because it's the journey it's the out. journey that, that we've yes. been talking about it's in that line yes and and, and it, how how the this quote concludes is but this is your fight a thousand generations live in you. It's yours. But this is your fight. And it's it's a great reminder, mm-hmm. even just in life. And this, again, yeah. me getting even more personal. Yeah, yeah. How I view my idea of being a first-generation American, right? Right, right, right? Where my parents weren't born in this country. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm the first one here. Mm-hmm. And it's that idea of me taking on that mantle of what came before me. Sure. My family, my past, my, my heritage, my people, my country. Yeah. Coming into this country. And, and what I have as that responsibility upon myself to, to yeah. do something with it and to build something with it. And that, I mean, I've talked to you about it yeah. too, about just even being in this city. It's just such a, a weight that I have to overcome and say, you know sure. what, this is what my family fought for yeah. to get to this country. I'm going to do something with it. The voices so, are in you. Yeah, voices are in me, Ken. <laughs> the voices are in you, man. All the Jedi that lived before live in me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful, man. That's moving. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's like Star Wars is deep or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. a powerful number three, man. That's great. Uh, well, I'm going to go with my number three here. And this is, uh, 
this quote, this quote got me. And it got me the second time I saw it. Second time, maybe even third time. I was, and I was surprised because the first time I, I took in the line on an intellectual level, on a fan, just, yep, yep, I get it, I get it, got it, got it, got it. Third time it moved me emotionally. And this is uh, during the battle, during the final battle out of Exegol, Admiral Griss of the First Order says to uh, a Legion General Pride, when Pride's like, they don't have a Navy. And he says, it's not a Navy, sir. It's just people. I bawled. I broke down in tears, and and this is something, and 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 it, 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 you can you can you can move it into other areas of your life, whether it would be politics or or causes or everything. There's that, but there's just some power in in people, and there's power in togetherness, and that's how I how I look at a lot of the final fight, and I think a lot of people are going to interpret uh, those words in a lot of different ways, and every one of them are correct, and you're going to have that view too as well. Um, it's, but for me, I was so moved. And, and there's another quote I'll bring up in the in the um, honorable mentions that ties into this, the theme of the movie. And and Finn Finn and I, I bet if Scrimshaw was doing this list too, and I do want to get his his list. He would say Finn's line of uh, yeah, uh, uh, alone with friends uh, from Finn, and Finn being this his role in Rise of Skywalker is very much about the glue. But I want everyone to be together. Together's how we do this. Together's how we win. And so to see it from the other side, to see that these uh, these these. Uh, First Order and Sith uh, troops and Legion, uh, Legion of Officers, everyone can't comprehend that. And, and some of them just don't know how. They've been uh, taken against their will, programmed, other things. But to have this admiral sit there and just go like, it's, it's people. We're getting our ass kicked by people. Because when people come together, they can do powerful things. When your family comes together, you can do powerful things. When you come together with your friends, you do powerful things. And for that to be the big overwhelming kind of part of part of the overwhelming lesson of, of, of episode nine specifically it's all in that moment but to have it from another point of view because there's other powerful lines that i'll even talk about later that are from the point of view of the people come together but to have the other side be like i can't comprehend this i cannot we are being defeated by love in a way if you yeah. want to talk like I'm on Hey Dashbury with the Beatles <laughs> in '68, but you yeah. And for him, that's why. And so the third time I saw it, I, I do believe it was the third time because the first time was a press press thing, blah, 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 and, and it was it was uh, it was I was surprised. I walked out of the theater surprised that I was moved by that. Yeah, Admiral yeah. Gris. Thank you, Admiral Gris. You know what it reminds me of? Mm-hmm. And every time, even the first time when I saw that, when I heard that line. Yeah. Um, have you seen Darkest Hour? No, not yet. The no, Gary Oldman. Um, uh, not, no, 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 definitely not. Yeah. So and have you seen Dunkirk? Uh, not yet. Not yet. There you go. <laughs> I gotta, so I watched a lot of Star Wars, Ace. So in, in, in Dunkirk, the movie essentially says that these soldiers are stranded yeah. on Dunkirk, right? Yeah. And it's that idea of what happens in that moment is the prime minister of, of, of England says, yeah. we have this moment where we're outgunned, outnumbered, and we don't have any any army mm. left. Yeah. And it's such a you should watch this movie because it's I, I'm literally a, I, I'm a history World War II history buff myself. I just, I I don't know why I'm, I can't watch. Remind it too much me Star the, Wars. the 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 guy uh, Prime Minister Churchill uh, Churchill. So Churchill says, "I'm giving a AKA call. Admiral Radis, by the way. There you go. I'm giving a call out to the people of England. It mm-hmm. mm-hmm. says anyone who has a boat, and this yeah. literally happens in the movie, and and, and I'm, I'm and sure you know because yeah, you know history. Yeah, yeah. Just go out there and save all our soldiers. And it's yeah. this idea of like, he was like, this is the last straw. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to listen. 
No one's going to do it because you might die if you do it. You're not a soldier. You're not trained. Mm-hmm. But I'm going, I'm telling you to go out there. If you have a damn boat, yeah, just a boat and save our men because our Navy is dead and our army is dead. And this is our last hope. Mm-hmm. And they listen and they hear the call and they save those men on mm-hmm. Dunkirk mm-hmm. because people with their own personal oh, yeah. boats went out there, no army, no training. They don't know how to shoot guns. They don't have guns. Yeah. If they, if they get blasted from, from the sky, they get blasted from the sky, but they're taking that risk in this epitome of mm. history, yeah. which is world war two and the battle of Dunkirk mm. saying, mm. I'm going to save these men and women mm. or these men uh, of England, these soldiers who are going to die. And if I don't take my vehicle, my personal vehicle and go out there they're yeah. going to die. And it's this idea of all this one country coming together and and, and saving their own men, yeah. even though that's not the responsibility. And it's this idea that I, I talked to my parents after I saw the movie. It's like, imagine just this happening now mm-hmm. where we're, we're such an epitome of war and battle. And mm-hmm. we see the evil that we're facing that's so strong right, right, right. that people just take up whatever they have with them and mm-hmm. just fight and save whatever they have and whoever's left. And that's why yeah. I love the line where it's, it's just people. It's just people yeah. that, that have a ship and say, Hey Han, let's go. Yeah. I mean, not Han, I'm sorry. Lando, Lando, well, Lando let's for go. Han. For the memory of Han. <laughs> for Han. And it's like the this idea of, Luke, of like, they went to all the core systems, yeah. send out the call yeah. and people showed up with their own ships. Well, <laughs> they were not like trained soldiers. They were just people. It, it to me, it really works in, 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 in my head canon of the story because of Leia puts out the concrete. No one, no one shows up. Right. And, and then Luke does this inspiring thing and it inspires people. And I, and I understand why that didn't seem like that was directly answered in the rise of Skywalker a year later. Well, Luke was Luke's death for nothing. No, 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 no. I, I took broom kid Tamari Blake for me is not about the nece- necessarily the fight we're watching. It's for the future. Mm. It's broom kid picking up the broom going one day. This will be every generation will live in me. It's not, I didn't necessarily need to see it taken as right away. But yeah, I also take it as, cause I've said it before in four center as Luke, Luke's death's going to inspire the galaxy. Like I also just said a few minutes ago. And so, but the fact that the realistic thing is they couldn't necessarily do it. Fear overtook them. The first order knowing what they were up against puts everything under their thumb. And that's why Poe says good people will fight if we lead them. And it took a year to get this to the moment. And it took Lando, an old dog, coming out back, going into fight. One of the lessons you don't in, in Rise of Skywalker, you're not dictated by your past. If, if you don't want spice runner, smuggler, scavenger, stormtrooper, doesn't matter. And Lando comes in and gives that message, and so it so it pays off Luke's inspirational moment. It pays off uh, Leia hearing from no one, which also we know some some of the leaders were kidnapped by First Order. That's uh, Resistance Reborns about that. So it all come down in that moment. It's just people. Yeah. And you got ship after ship. And I love the freeze frames we're seeing now, the little gifts of, oh, that's uh, it's a Naboo, Naboo Starfighter. Uh, that's this. Uh, that's this. That's this. And we're going to get more of that information. And perhaps in in, uh, in, in the novel, in the novelization, we'll, we'll get even more details of who showed up for the fight. And in my mind, you can imagine anyone. Anyone can show up. So it's not just the Navy, sir. It's people. Powerful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Apple Chris, for your insight onto a, a moment there. Uh, we are now up to your number two. My number two. All righty. Um, this to me is the epitome of the last Jedi. Yeah. This is what it all means. And I, there's a quote before this that people quote more often, Okay, but it's, it's got the similar vibe that's being said by Kylo, but this was the one 
when I saw this the first time in theaters, that it just resonated with me. Okay. It just hit me so hard. And it's by Kylo. Um, and it's right after the battle, the fight with the Praetorian guards. Yeah. And he says, it's time to let old things die. Snoke, Skywalker, the Sith, the Jedi, the rebels, let it all die. It's yeah. so good. And obviously Ray's little rebuttal yeah. of don't do this. And he yeah, says, don't do this, you're still holding on. Let yeah. go. Yeah. That line, that quote, that scene, mm. I, I felt it, Ken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. felt it. I was like, damn. Yeah. The Jedi, the Sith, all, you know what? Just all of it. The, the, <laughs> the old people, just let them all die. <laughs> and I was like, damn, Kylo, I feel you. Yeah. And I almost like wanted to take his hand for Ray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me in, in, in the theater. Side. I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. Just like this old, holding on to the past, this whole idea mm-hmm. of being who they want you to be. Of all these things that people, old people want to put on to us is the, mm. the way Kylo is saying that to Ray. The way yeah, the past yeah. generation wants to put these ideals onto us. Mm. We can choose our own ideals. Yeah. And we can choose our own way and rule the galaxy our way. Kind of that whole this. vibe. I love You're I dancing love with the dark side. Song. I love it. But yeah, I know. But her thing is, you know, again, and the lesson might be, you know, learn from the past, not throw away the past. But yes, but, but, but it's still what I got from and, this and, and no, no, no. I want to, but, yeah. and, and a lot of people, Last Jedi is not about destroy the past. I hear that a lot, even yeah. here. Professional movie reviewers that I know in this industry. Well, you know, The Last Jedi was about, it wasn't. But here's what makes Kylo and Ben so deep for me and so intriguing and and you and i talk about game of thrones all the time and people here at force center know i throw references across as 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 evidence here. kylo in that moment's not wrong and he's not wrong for him he is misinterpreted some things or everything but everything that you're describing he's feeling look what's down on me look what's crushing down on me and eventually it gets him uh, the, the, what he did to his father he can never that's the lesson he learns he can never leave that he did it. But in that moment, it's so powerful because you're looking at him going, I understand you. Mm. And the fact that you want to reach out and grab the hand. <laughs> uh, it's so convincing, man. Yeah. I'm just like, but yeah, it works. I feel you, man. It works. Yeah. And, and, and things, you know, not being able for him to not be able to work through that because mm. he can't, he's on the time he's ruling a galaxy or trying to rule a galaxy. I do love that moment. Yeah. But, but even if you look back at certain moments in the last Jedi, uh-huh. When, when even Luke says something similar of, of, of it's time yeah. for the Jedi to, what is it? Chim- t- time, time for the Jedi, Jedi to, to die. End, to end, I think. Die, and and die, yeah, and go die. Away. But, but, but even he's kind of resonating with that. And it's yeah. this idea of moving on from yeah. what's come before. And what does that even look like if you do move on from that? Yeah. And what, what lessons can you take from one thing and from another yeah. and still what? honor the past? Because th- there's a conversation to be had of, of, of this entire yeah. uh, sequel trilogy of what it means from one empire to the first order, right, right. to the rebels, to the resistance. And, and RB3 and I have had discussions about how, you know, the empire represented the Nazis mm-hmm. um, yeah. it, when, when the movies initially came out in 77. Right, right. And that's how Lucas wanted to, to paint it. Um, by Return of the Jedi, he was showing the empirical nature of the United mm-hmm. States. Right. And by the the Rise of Skywalker, not the Rise of Skywalker, I'm sorry, The Last Jedi and mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, we almost see like this neo-Nazism, right? I mean, Abrams has said that 
specifically. Yeah. And it's this idea yeah. of like, oh yeah, let's honor the Nazis, but we're like the new version. We're the young hip version. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, that's kind of what Kylo is saying about like, what are we doing with these kind of ideals? What, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah, exactly okay, yeah. are we trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because it really makes you question what exactly are we trying to well, say? Yeah. There's something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something too about Kylo or Ben, uh, by that point, clearly Kylo, you know, wh- how much, how much does he believe in the first order? He, he, he wants to, he might want to do bad things too, you know, but, but uh, I'm not saying he's suddenly going to rule with Ray and all of a sudden it's going to be this peaceful, uh, you know, yeah. yub nub world. But there's some, I, I always think when he, when he watches Hosnian prime and the five and the plans to be destroyed and he's sitting there and the look, I, and this is not necessarily correct, but I've always kind of interpreted it as him just going, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? What, who am I? And, and again, I'm not saying that he, he suddenly be like peace, but like the theme of boss ass. Yeah. Peace. peace. The seven, eight, nine, particularly seven deals with the, the generation before you. And, and for, for the first order or Hawks, you know, he's got his father before him, Kylo, they all have things they're learning or trying to deal with in pre- previous generations and how you deal with it might determine your path, which again is part of star Wars. We always say destiny is really what leads you to your choice and your choice is your choice. So I, I going back to your original moment. Uh, I, I really, I feel where you're coming from. Yeah. Are you listening to him going? Yeah. yeah. get it, Kylo. Have you seen Watchmen? Yeah. Well, the, wait, the TV show. Uh, but yes, I've the movie, uh, read the, I've, I've done all of them. Uh, the, the TV show, I joke, but I heard more than watched cause I was writing and my girlfriend was watching, Okay, but I, I heard every episode to, to me. It's the final episode of, of, of Watchmen gotcha. where we find out, you know, who Senator Keene's father is yeah. and who Angela's father is. And we find out that this is something that's been going on for literally a hundred yeah. years yeah. and it's the same battle, right? It's the same war. Right. So it's so fascinating to, to see this line kind of resonates so much because I'm yeah. like, just like, damn dude, that's, that's well, some real talk right there. <laughs> I love it. I love that yeah. perspective. Love that view of that line. Yeah. We are now up to my number two and this is the force awakens. And this oddly enough, I'm not going to say is the other side of what you're talking about or not, but it connects with it. It connects with it because these themes in star Wars and the sequel trilogy, it's from Maz Kanata to Ray. The belonging you seek is not behind you. It is ahead. And we know that this is the vision. This is the lightsaber moment. This is the, the move, the push towards Luke Skywalker, all those kind of things. But I think it's part of the theme as well, too. But it, but so it's interesting. So I, I keep saying, yeah, look, Kylo says what you just said. And it's kind of you want to go, well, yeah, 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 you're not wrong. But don't destroy, don't burn down the past. We must learn from the past. But we got to go forward. Well, what's Maz also saying? Maz is saying, it ain't behind you. Don't Don't connect to what's behind you. It is ahead. So it's all kind of the same thing. It's all kind of how you look at it. Because Star Wars, what do we learn? Points of view are pretty important in Star Wars. Unreliable narrators um, and their and their agendas and their points of view. And I think this is a very pure thing on the surface. It is to Rey and her connection. It's all in front of her. Uh, whether or not Maz knows what we now know after episode nine about her lineage, I don't think she does in this moment. Maybe, maybe. I don't think it matters. But she's it's it's powerful but it ties into these bigger things because she could because if, if maz Kanata at any point says the same thing to ben solo he'd be like yeah you're right <laughs> burn it all down yeah because it's all ahead of me well wait, wait 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 i didn't mean that so i i i love the layers of this yeah and there then is it, there's nuance to it yeah Ken. 
And, and then, and then it's also, there's some healing in here. And this is almost outside the story. I think if you're someone out there who's got something in your past, uh, who, that, that, that's horrible, wrong, painful, and, 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 and uh, to say, learn from the past might, might hurt. It might not be something that's healthy. So to have, have a character in star Wars be like, Hey, the belonging, what you, where you want your story to go doesn't have to come from your past. It is all ahead of you. I think there's some healing in that too, mm. from a certain point of view mm. in the star Wars story. Again, it's used, it's, it's, it's used uh, specifically to spurn Ray on and she has to kind of, and it's also, it also tells us to be like, don't worry about their parents' theories. You'll find that out. Mm. That's not what the story's about. It's what you do after that. Yeah. Again, I still think Ray chooses to be returned to a point of nowhere. So, and then applies to Kylo. I, I would love to see Maz sit Kylo down. Ben, little Ben. Hey, Benny. Hey, you know, the belonging you seek is not behind you because you got problems with your dad, got problems with your mom, got problems with your uncle, you got problems with the Jedi Order, and then you got the Sith haunting you. Hey, don't worry about all that. Go find you in front, and he he might interpret that differently at different points in his life. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's also the journey that Ray's on in the force awakens, literally where she's so obsessed with staying on Jakku because she thinks that her family is going to return, return. And it's Mm -hmm. that idea of like, stop waiting around for something to happen and take it upon yourself to look forward and to move forward. You're part of the story going forward. And, And again, and it's a good reminder too, the belonging you seek. She's saying that to Ray. I think it's sometimes forgotten. And, 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 and Joseph Scrimshaw is much better at dealing with the, 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 the Ray's lineage stuff. Go listen to a Star Wars counseling. He's a smarter man than I. But the idea here, I think, is sometimes forgotten. In Force Awakens, when we meet Ray, when you were in Luke Skywalker's a myth, that period of Ray, she is alone, counting down the days in that crashed Adat Walker. And she does put the helmet on of the Tyrfon Ace pilot. And she dreams about flying. and But she doesn't want to leave. She's seeking family. She's seeking connection. She's seeking belonging. So, hey, you're part of the story. It's not a myth. You're there. Two, that that great fear you had that you don't belong, turns out it might be real. You're no one. You're from nowhere. What are you going to do with that? And then she finds out, no, no, you've got the belonging that you sought at the beginning of this journey is here. Here's your grandfather. And I love that he says that. All you had, you know. Vader save Luke. All you have is your family. Me come to grandpappy. And she has to go back to that point of, she, it's almost like she goes to this part point with Maz. Yeah. The belonging you seek is not behind you. It's not my family. It is going forward. It is ahead of me. And I'm going to find that. I think it all connects. And that's why this line works for me on a lot of different levels. Absolutely. I think. Right. No, it's great. Could be wrong. I love it. <laughs> Everything is from a sudden point of view in Star Wars. All right. We're going to take a quick break now. And we come back. Oh, we couldn't. It was hard for both of us. Oh. And I thought, too. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll write down my five quotes. And I started thinking about it. I was like, Diggy! Um, I mean, I wanted to. Most of them, I just want to put Tally Lynch quotes down, <laughs> you know? Uh, fighters protect the bombers. Bombers? Okay. I uh, love Tally. Um, we're going to do our run- runners up and our number one after this. Quick break here on Force Center. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back here on Star Wars Rank. Man, this has been a lot of fun. Every time Andres Cabrera comes on, I feel energized. I feel just the love of Star Wars coursing through my veins. This is why we love doing it, man. Uh, it, it, it does. It, it bumps me out a little bit. Uh, I'm okay with Collider Jedi Council ending. I don't talk about it a lot. I'm okay with it ending. I was kind of ready to walk away from it. But I was building the next version of the show that you were going to take with you. And, and you and Emma, we're going to build the next generation. And that's the biggest thing that bummed me out. So I hope all, all you out there listening follow Andres Cabrera around because he is a valuable asset to the film talk community. And right now today, a valuable asset to me here on Force Center because you're bringing me some great content. Uh, we have got a great list of sequel trilogy quotes, our favorite sequel trilogy quotes uh big list big discussions it's time to get up to number one but before we do that we're going to run through some 
runners-up. These are the ones that almost made it, that didn't quite get there. But we got to mention nonetheless. So um, I'll toss mine out there real yeah. quick, and then we go through yours, all right? Runners-up, Chewy, we're home. Han, I mean, what more can you say about that that hasn't already been said, written, discussed, broken down? It worked on this super meta level. We're home. Oh, we're coming back to Star Wars. Uh, feelings of the prequels. Maybe you didn't watch the Clone Wars. Maybe you're an old timer. Yep, it's back. You're home, baby. You're home. And then it worked in story. It worked for Han, who had run away. It works on a lot of levels. So, I mean, it goes without saying, right? Uh, and feel free to jump in, but I'm just going to run through my list here. Um, same one. Same one. Force Awakens. Around the same time. And I'll admit, I was watching this, you know, doing the making sure I'm not missing a quote. I just, this one struck me, uh, this is my 50th viewing of Force Awakens. I don't know. Going back, I lost count. It's just always on. When Finn says to Han, you are the Han Solo that fought with the Rebellion. That stuck with me because I'm a Han guy. Han's my favorite character. And we know Han runs away. And here he is. We find him again. And this is why, though I do, man, Han, Luke, and Leia didn't have one scene together. And I do feel... I feel sad about that. I do like the direction they went, which is everyone had their own problems and everyone ran away. The heroes that you worshipped had their own problems because that was realistic to me. And I know some people maybe don't want realism like that in Star Wars. I'm fine with that. I can get behind you on that. But I loved it. I love that we picked up with Han and he was separated. He was running away. He returned to his own life, his old life, which is the life he always thought he was. He always thought he was this scoundrel. We know he's not. And so to have Finn just kind of say it, and he reacts. Harrison reacts very well. It's a great acting moment. You are the Han Solo that fought with the Rebellion. It's like, gulp, I am. I'm going to have to face it one day or another. So I love that. Uh, then going to the Rise of Skywalker. We talked about the it's not a Navy search, just people. Kind of uh, flip side of that and, 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 and you know how we're going to win. It comes from Lando Calrissian. That's, uh, he says to, to Poe, we had each other. That's how we won. I love that scene. Mm. And I love it's Han. And I love it's tragic, but it's at the feet of, of Leia after she passes away. I love the moment of truth for Poe breaking down. I can't do this. How did you How did you do it? And for Evlando, who was there, we had each other. That's how we won. It's just a simple, general, direct message. The mm. flip side of it's just people. Uh, then I have uh, Luke and Leia both kind of say versions of this, and that is both to Ray, which is uh, we have everything we need or you have everything we need. Uh, that's one of those things that in story, it's so powerful, so powerful to Ray. Again, this theme here of this is your fight. Every generation lives in you. It's all yours now. Luke is, is gone. I, I'm not always going to be here. It's you. And then you could take that into your life. If you're struggling or you want to get somewhere with your career, your life, relationships, hey, look around. You have everything you need. The power's in your hands. Um, and final one for me, going to um, the Han and Ben uh, slash Kylo moment and in, in the rise of Skywalker. Simple one. Ben Solo saying, I know. Excuse me. Han Solo saying, I messed it up there. Uh, dramatic pause. Han Solo saying, I know. To Ben, as Ben wants to say, I love you, Father. That's all. And I mean all Adam Driver acting right there. Because you know he's going to want to say I love you. It and his, his his lips are shaking so hard. Oh, They're like shaking. shivering. And you're just like, 
and you know, you know, he's going to say, I love you. Yeah. But he just says, I know and cuts and, him off. So good. And I know I get it. So it's a, good. it's a, it's a memory. It's something from his past. It's kind of this surreal scene that you yeah. can really only have happen in star Wars. And, um, I love it. I just love it. it because, you know, the first I know is iconic for all the right reasons. Everyone knows the behind the scenes story, how they got to that. Um, or at least different versions of the behind the scenes story until you get kind of the actual one. Uh, but it's all the same Harrison. Yeah. They all kind of felt this was the way to go. And, and return of the Jedi, they Leia says it and it's a good moment, but you know, I could imagine if we had a podcast in 1983, we'd be like, oh, I don't know. That felt like a cheap use of, I know. I love the one in solo with Lando saying, I hate you Han saying, I know it works for me. It's not particularly deep, but it's just fun. Mm. This one, Shook me, man. Mm. It shook me and it shook a lot of people. Yeah. Powerful moment. Powerful use of something we know uh, and great there. So that is my runner-up list. Uh, run through yours, my friend. Yeah. So the first one I want to give a quick shout out to mm. is what I mentioned in my number two. My yeah. number two was It's Time to Let Old Things Die. Nice. Yeah. Referencing the first time when we heard it, which is the one that people quote more, which mm. is Let the Past Die, Kill It If You Have To. Right, right. Um, that's, that's one from Kylo that I was going to put up there. Uh, Kylo, when he talks to, when he sees Luke on crate, yeah. uh, did you come back to say, you forgive me to yeah. save my soul? <laughs> it's so good. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I bet you have another one that I, I love did. is the quick interaction with a uh, force Skype. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it's the second time we see it yeah. where, um, Daisy Ridley says you're a monster and yeah. the, in the slow beat when he's like, Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's so good. Like it's one of my all time yeah. favorite Star Wars quotes that right. is just, it, it, it's not quite as powerful as my top five, but it's mm-hmm. so good. Um, another one that I think is just so great. Um, it's Kylo to Ray. And it's yeah. that scene, the same scene, the throne room scene, when he says, you have no place in the story. You mm-hmm. come from nothing. You're nothing but not to me. Yeah. And it's so funny because mm-hmm. full disclosure, Valentine's day passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw this on a Valentine's day card <laughs> as like a joke, as a really? meme, oh, as, as a, a meme. joke okay. as it, on, okay. on Twitter. So I mean, that would be a great card. It was like a face of Kylo <laughs> Ren and it's like sad Kylo. Yeah, and it yeah. says, uh, you yeah. come from nothing. You're nothing, but not to me to and from. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and I think it's a funny line. It's a great line though. It yeah, really yeah. is. It shows kind of Kylo's because, um, way with yeah. Ray and the way he interacts and manipulates and, he mani- so and he's good. manipulating he's trying to do, but also yeah. some of those moments where it's like, it's probably, probably some truth to it. Mm. He feels the connection. I, yeah. I love that moment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got, a, I got some funny ones and then okay. I'll, I'll say my last serious one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest memes it currently on yeah. Instagram, on TikTok, Ken, Yo, boy, for, all for the, the kids children, the all the 10 year olds on TikTok yeah, yeah. is blow that piece of junk out, out of, of the, the sky. sky. It's so good. That's and it. people always quote that yep. on every meme. Yep. And it's so funny because there's this little video mm. of this happy song that plays in the, in the background. Um, and I think it's like, uh, what, what, oh yeah. It says, what a wonderful time to be, be alive. It's right, like right. this little girl's, I don't know if you've seen this. No, no. So maybe. it's this little girl singing, what a wonderful time to be alive. And it cuts off with blow that piece it's of junk out of the sky. <laughs> and it rhymes. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's awesome. Uh, that's a great line. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously awesome. more, more from more, more is a great one from the last Jedi. Yeah. The uh, gif of that used greatly by Ryan Johnson during the Dodgers playoff game. <laughs> 
in 2018 where they were scoring <laughs> yes. a lot of runs and Ryan Johnson tweeted that out. It was like, perfect. Perfect. Um, all right. My last serious mm. ones are Poe saying we are the spark that'll light the fire. That'll burn down the first order. Poe's use of it. Okay. Yes. In last Jedi in, last in, Jedi. in crate. Okay. Got in it. Crate. Yeah. That's the one I wrote down. Love it. And my last one is honestly one that I was going to put in my top five. It, it hit me probably the hardest in any other quote mm. in this movie. And, and it comes right after Qui-Gon. Yeah. And that's Kanan. Kanan. Yeah, yeah. When he says in the heart of a Jedi lies their strength. Mm. As soon as he says that in the movie and I hear Kanan's voice. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Straight up dead. You're slayed. Uh, just completely mur- I was done. Yeah. Done. Oh, that's so, I got chills, tears, mm. snot, everything was... <laughs> I was like, Kanan, and that it's, line is just, ah. Oh. Star Wars tear oh. snot is a good thing. Yeah, and that entire moment to me, every yeah. line said in that moment. Love it. It's incredible. So, yeah, those are my uh, That's great, honorable man. mentions. Yeah, see, this list was hard. This list was hard, but we have reached number one. As always, I'll go with my number one so the guests may close the show. And my number one comes from that little green master Yoda in The Last Jedi, the greatest teacher failure is this is just uh one i watched it again this morning just that scene and even the follow-up of you know we are what we what they grow beyond that is the burden of masters like oh oh that gets me in a, in a movie that is talking about generations and a new generation moving on and this is their fight and all those kind of things this whole sequence is showing the other side, showing what it's like to lose. That's why I always go back to our friend Anthony Bresnikin, friend of the show, uh, now writing for Vanity Fair when he was with EW. His review of, of Last Jedi touched upon how it is just as much about growing old as it is growing up, and that was kind of new for Star Wars. And that got me because now I am an older fan, right? I'm an older fan. And that's part of my journey is passing this on. You know, that that was the deal I struck when I stuck with Jedi Councils. I said, I'm not going to be around. I need to pass this on. And that was accepted. And that's why we unfortunate uh, that ended after two months, I'll say again. But um, so this this moment really strikes me as I got more and more gray in my beard. And then as far as failure, being the greatest teacher, which is the actual quote that I'm talking about here in story, you got Yoda, Revenge of the Sith. Man, I failed. I got to run and hide. We got to figure this out. So Yoda knows. Yoda watched the Jedi Order fail. Uh, we talked about it on the main show uh, last uh, two main shows ago. Uh, me and Joseph talked about the justice for the Jedi's, and hey, let's give the let's not treat them completely horrible. They are the heroes of the, of the story, um, but they went through that horrible thing. So Yoda's got it. He's been around nine hundred years, right? Now he's a ghost. He's failed a lot, and it's an important thing for us to listen to. I I I, I think in real life, we want to take Yoda quotes and put them in your office, put them up at your break room. Tattoo them on Andres Cabrera's back. This is one of them. Yeah. This is, I think, what we all need to get in our hearts for life. Yeah. Because you're going to fail more often than you're going to succeed, and you must choose to learn from that. You must choose to grow from that and recover from that. It's sometimes hard, sometimes maybe not directly your choice, but it is there. The power. Going back to Leia, you, you have everything you need. We have everything we need right here. You can move forward. You can get to where you need to be. And failure often is the start of that. God, it's so good, Ken. It comes. It's so deep because if you yeah. think about it, you're right. These are the quotes that resonate with with movies, with mm-hmm. traditions, with mm-hmm. what Star Wars is, with just just the idea of inspiration in general. Mm-hmm. And and it takes me back to one of my favorite movie quotes just of all time. And right. it comes from obviously the Rocky franchise, but, but obviously, it's, obviously. 
but it's not even the most obvious movie. It's uh-huh. Rocky Balboa. Okay, it's the yeah. scene where he's yeah, yeah. talking to his son. Mm. Um, and he says, it's not how hard you get hit. It's not how hard you hit. It's how hard you get yeah. hit and keep getting up yeah. and, and keep fighting back. And it's that idea of mm-hmm. failure is going to happen. That's not what you're trying to it's stop. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. inevitable. You can't stop failure. Mm-hmm. What, you're, what you're trying to do is learn from it, mm-hmm. come back from it, yeah. and, and see how you can grow from it. That's so powerful. And it takes you to the idea of being inspired and, yeah. and being motivated to move forward. And that's that's and, what Star Wars is. It's the idea yeah. of, of being inspired mm-hmm. and being motivated to move forward. That's why that scene, my favorite scene... And probably all the sequel trilogy is the rise scene in the rise of Skywalker, the whole rise Ray scene, because it's the moment of like, this is it. This is the theme of star Wars. It's to get up. It's to rise. It's to confront Mm -hmm. fear. It's to overcome your failure. It's to overcome the past and to look towards the present with open arms and sometimes with closed fists because you have to take it on. Yeah. And that to me is like the most epic, powerful moment for mm. Star Wars. And that's why it's such a good line. It's and it comes from Yoda. And looking yeah. back at the prequels, because I'm rewatching the prequels. Yeah. The fact that Yoda, Yoda really dropped the ball. <laughs> he dropped the ball. He really he's, did. He's also made some mistakes. And, yeah. and and I think I always think that's part of these characters' journeys. Um, you know, you and I can talk about Game of Thrones and talk a lot about some of the mistakes or things that happen to characters in there. You get a, you hurt, you, it hurts you, you get offended or you get upset, but that's the journey. There's a lesson in that there. I'm thinking of Danny yeah. in particular. I think Holdo, I, I really do think Holdo, the Holdo maneuver, is also about the leader going down with the ship and that she made a choice, right or wrong, she made it, and now this is part of the result and she's going to do that. And it comes at a moment. Yoda says this. He says this to Luke, who is buried by his failures. He's buried by them. And this is the moment where he's just kind of like, I must release myself from that, that, that yoke that's, that's around me, that's holding me down. Fear. He talks about it in Rise of Skywalker. Ghost Luke says, I, I was here because of fear. Fear of his past failures, fear of more failures, fear of what I've become because of my failures. And so for Yoda and Ray to come in and inspire him and then Yoda kind of be like, hey, you idiot. Here's what she's talking about. Here's the reason she's here. You failed. Learn from it. Move on. You have what you need. Yoda, it's like he knows things. Yoda. Yoda, man. That's my so number good. one. My number one, which means we've reached the part of the show where our guest, Andres Cabrera, says his number one favorite sequel trilogy quote. Take it away, Ace. Yes. So my number one comes with a lead-in. And I know I'm not, I'm not cheating. I'm just saying it comes with no, a lead-in. That's fine. Uh, it's the scene from The Rise of Skywalker when Ray goes to Ooh. Octo. Okay. Um, yeah. And Luke Skywalker reveals that he knows that she's a Palpatine. Mm, right. And he says, Leia knows as well. And her response was, but she still trained me with a question mark. Wow. And he says, because she saw your spirit, mm-hmm. your heart, Ray, some things, there are some things that are stronger than blood. Mm-hmm. And then he concludes, confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. That to me is the quote of the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy. It's mm-hmm. first of all the idea of Ray realizing that it doesn't matter who she is. It doesn't matter where she comes from. And seeing her heart is what drives everything forward. That's the reason why she is chosen. That's the reason why 
the force essentially chose her. That's the mm. reason why everything is happening the way it is. It's not because of her blood. It's not because of her parents. It's because of her heart. Mm. And mm-hmm. then when race, when Luke says confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi, that's the idea. It's fear. It's overcoming fear. It's confronting it. That's the, the final step of a Jedi it, it is yeah. accomplishing that. And it's facing up to it and embracing that that's her destiny is facing up against the fear. And it's that idea of fear being used as the most powerful weapon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. against generations of people, whether it be in the Star Wars universe, whether it be in real life, that the idea of fear over overwhelming people. Mm-hmm. And I know it's said a lot in the Harry Potter world as well, which sure. I can quote as well, but the idea of the way Voldemort uses fear, mm-hmm. even with the Ministry of Magic and the wizarding world and as a whole, yeah. almost to manipulate people into kind of bending the knee to him. Yeah. Because that's the way evil uses fear. And that's why mm. you're a Jedi, because you're confronting fear. So to me, confronting yeah. fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny well, Yoda's, is my number one yeah. quote. Yoda's prequel quote begins with fear. Yeah. It ends with suffering, begins with fear. So it would make sense. That, that's the purpose of the Jedi, to confront the thing that leads to suffering. Mm. And here it is. Yeah. And it's Ray, and Ray is awash in fears and, and different layers of fears. That journey. I want to belong, but I think it's here. I got to go face it. I'm in the story. Uh, oh, no, I have no place in the story. Wait, my place is, it's, I, I am born of, of, of evil? I must confront that fear of, of who I will become, of who I am of who I might be and, and choose the light because as Qui-Gon says, as we always say here in Force Center, I, I go to the light because it's there. So it all begins confronting fear. Yeah. And it all leans up to, to the finale of, of her mm-hmm. literally confronting Palpatine and, mm-hmm. you know, saying that all you want me to do is hate, but I won't mm-hmm. her coming to realization of, you know, the, I am all the Jedi conclusion of that yeah. movie. The whole thing just really comes back to this quote mm-hmm. and it's her realizing that's who she is, and it's who she yeah. was always meant to be. It's so, that's why it's my favorite. It's, it's a great choice, my friend. And it's interesting that both of our number ones are force ghosts who have one scene in the movie. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what we gotta do, man. We gotta become force ghosts. Those force ghosts, they have insight. The, they sit on the logs key. and they have insight and they yeah. set trees on fire. Man, Mr. Cabrera, as always, it's fun talking Star Wars with Absolutely. you. It's it's fun digging in deep. It's fun bringing in different points of view, perspectives ages, journeys to Star Wars, because I think that's what this is all about now. Uh, We were not all there in 1977, and God bless it, because I'm so glad we have different uh, ways to get to this, and and you and I are often in sync on a lot of these things, but just different generations, and I love, I love that. I love learning from you, and hopefully I can at least entertain you for a few minutes. Uh, we are out of out of here, uh, Star Wars Rank. Don't forget, if you uh, want to try an audio book on us, you can by going to audibletryout.com slash Force Center. Get, uh, get a good book. Get that uh, Ahsoka Tano book and get ready for the Clone Wars, E.K. Johnston's book. It's great, especially that first, first stuff at the beginning there about some Siege of Mandalore. Uh, check that out. Uh, you can follow Force Center on Twitter. You can like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Force Center. 
TeePublic merchandise is available. Just go to tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can follow uh, me at Ken Napsock or go to kennapsock.com to get information on where to buy my book, Why We Love Star Wars, which is also available in an audiobook form, and see where I'm performing. I'll be doing stand-up comedy in Las Vegas March 6th with my pal Mark Ellis and my other pal, my afternoon's co-host Josh McCuga at the House of Blues at the Mandalay Bay March 6th. So get tickets at markelloslive.net or link to that from kennapsock.com. But I, uh, more importantly want to put over my friend Andres Cabrera because you do some great film commentary. Uh, tell, tell all the listeners where they can find you. Then. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at First Cut. If you search up First Cut YouTube channel, you can find us there. I do a podcast with my friend RB3 and Sabrina. Uh, we talk about weekly movie stuff. We talk about award stuff. We talk about directors. So go check me out there. And The Meaning Of on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, all the good podcasts. Love that, my friend. And uh, you guys do great work over there. Aubrey three, man, he's the king of the world when he starts dancing. I love that guy. I love all of you, uh, what you do over there. So follow Ace and we'll see you next time. That's it. Star Wars has been ranked. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.